everyone, and to Dan Ryan, of course. Do you hear that? That ringing? It's uh, not my tinnitus, Dan. <laughs> yeah, well, the pinging, the clinging, what, what could it be? <laughs> the ranging, the clanging. It's Anime Was Not a Mistake, back again, double-dosed. Two episodes this week, yes. and we're back with a classic known as The Ringing Bell, Dan. Or just Ringing Bell. I think it goes, I think we added the the... I mean, I, I've never heard of this, so I'm interested. Good, because last I'm... time I uh, gave you something you loved it, being Read or Die. I yes. think it was the last thing you never heard of that we watched. So, um, another, you know, classic in the vaults. Um, it's been a short while since we've been apart. Um, of course, before we get to the anime, we're going to just dive right into our first, probably a mini-sode, since this is so short. Yes. But um, has anything anime-adjacent, relevant, affected you in the last three days or so? Uh, well, nothing that has affected me personally, um, mm. but uh, Demon Slayer Season 2, I believe, started today. Mm. I have not gotten a chance to watch it yet, but it, it is out now, I think. Um, and, of course, Stone Ocean started last week. Yes. Uh, I am not caught up enough with JoJo to start that one yet, but mm-hmm. it's good that it's out there now. People seem to be enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Gotten a lot of trending topics going, and, yeah, so cool. Yeah. Um, uh, but other than that, I have I have not done <laughs> shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so. same. It's a miracle I even showered over these three days, Dan. But, <sighs> um, yeah, I, I dived. The only thing I did was I, I got further into Tales of Arise, which I'm loving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's simplistic. It's a little chatty, but that's a good RPG. Yeah. In, the, in the works there, I'm 40 hours in, which I'm sure is only a third through the entire game, but I'm loving it so far. There's yeah. been some twists and turns. Yeah, I I mean, on the RPG front, I'm I'm doing like a playthrough of, of Coder still. Um, <laughs> again, that's like, I'm, you know, after like eight hours, I'm probably only like a tenth of the way through it. Yes. It's a huge game. Yeah. Um, and obviously the Pokemon <laughs> stuff, and obviously... Uh, I've still been trying to check in to to, mm-hmm. to help Paradise Planning Resort <laughs> yes, expand. Yes. Yeah. Um, starting to run out of the zanier ones, but there are apparently you said like four hundred. So oh yeah, maybe I got I just gotta wait to to get some more mm-hmm. like crazy ones. Yeah, I missed uh, seeing the newest Pokemon Evolutions too, which I think came out. Yes. Yeah, I it, didn't see it. It was uh, it was the rival. It mm-hmm. focused on Barry, Barry. and uh, <laughs> all of the Sinnoh stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, gorgeous animation. You got, like, uh, I think Palmer has a cameo in there. Mm. And it goes through the whole plot of the main game with, with Barry. So. Mm. Not yeah. my favorite rival, but I guess. Yeah, he has his quirks. I mean, it was one of those things, because, like, I think in Gen 3, Wally was interesting. Because he yeah. was, like, you The were, sickly one, yeah. Yeah, and you were, like, mentoring him mm-hmm. until he maybe surpasses you or something. And then... Obviously, Gen 2, we got Silver, a favorite of <laughs> yes. mine. Cause, uh, yeah, he's just a douchebag. That's um, his character trait. <laughs> and Blue in the first gen, like, also a douchebag, but mm-hmm. in a different sense. And Barry kind of started the trend of, like, they're a goober. They're non-rivals. And then, of course, yeah. Gen 5, we've got, you know, me and <laughs> John Caffiero yeah. as your rivals, <laughs> which we couldn't have asked for anything more. No, we couldn't have. Yeah, that's why Gen 5 is so close to us, because it's literally us in that game. <laughs> I don't want to play Pokemon. I want to do a musical day. <laughs> you go out there in this world. <laughs> Get nervous. Pull your yeah. hat down. <laughs> John, why do you value strength? I don't know. <laughs> it's not strength and skill. So, I don't know. Yeah. No, that is one of the reasons why yeah. that, that whole thing really... Cemented us. Ah, oh, God. Mm. I guess that makes Grant N, but... 
<laughs> well, that makes sense, too. It'd just be G. Yeah. <laughs> Talking, waxing po- poetically. Yeah. <laughs> at the top of Dragon Spiral, spiral Tower. Uh, yeah, but, um... Yeah, I haven't gone up to anything else this week, so I apologize. I did warn us about this in our previous episode. <laughs> yeah, in order to fill time this episode, we're going to play 100 minutes of Sing 2. <laughs> so. oh. oh, I did see that! We could discuss any NBC Live. It was good! Mm-hmm. We got um, uh, Taraji as Mrs. Hennigan, who killed it. We've got Nicole Scherzinger, who you might know as the lead singer of the Pussycat Dolls, but she's actually a, uh, a theater gal, a Broadway legend. Mm-hmm. She did a very long stint as Christine in Phantom. And a very successful stint at that. So she has, like, the training, the dancing capabilities that just baffle the normal people. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl they chose, I think her name was Celia or Cecilia Bolger, I think. Mm-hmm. Might have been that. She was very good. The orphans were super talented. Um, they included the bop that is, we'd like to thank you, Herbert Hoover, which it took us four movie adaptations to finally get it. Oh, okay. It's just like a commentary on... Um, uh, the president and I commented on Twitter. I was like, "Wouldn't it be chaotic?" <laughs> I don't want this universe to exist. But Marie Arnold gave it a like, so I know I was appealing to the right demographic there. I said, "Wouldn't it be odd if we cast Trump as Daddy Warbucks, mm-hmm. whose name is literally like he is a war profiteer that they yeah. never bring up during that. His name is Warbucks." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just said, "Like, wouldn't that be the chaotic timeline?" That would be the cherry on the cake. It probably would be. Like, I could see it. Yeah. Like, I just imagined myself. I was like, why? And what would it be if this happened? Well, I, I mean, I, you know, uh, before all of the... Uh... No, not even before. Well, NBC has given him uh, airtime before. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like his... His, uh, when he went on Saturday Night Live, and oh, yeah, they're the like... the chicken check. Yeah, the, uh... Trump's, Trump's wings, or whatever. Look how funny and lol random this man is, and mm. I... Do you suppose they regret doing that, or... I, I think so. It got some bucks, so yeah. I don't know, but... Mm. Mm, maybe mm. Saturday Night Live could try to focus on writing jokes instead of doing things <laughs> like that, so... Maybe. I mean, maybe, yeah. but... <laughs> That's our two cents. That's how Dan sees it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's my uh, my my pundit. Uh. Yeah, the same as Sue Sylvester from Glee. That's yeah. how Dan sees it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we're and beating the dead horse, aren't we? Do you have anything else? <laughs> well, I don't have any news, but I did promise a a, a sizable tangent. Indeed, you did. Um, even more than my Animal Crossing casting <laughs> decision. Well, this is inspired by that. Oh boy! Yeah, uh, because I tried to think of something that I could bring to the table similar to that, but we've already, we've already kind of done the baseline. Like, who would you use in a Pokemon mm-hmm. team, like game if you were a character, etc. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go a different way with this. So ah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bigger. Oh, bigger. Uh, harder, faster, stronger with this tangent. Thanks. This will be a this will be a multimedia tangent. Mm. Um. Because uh, it's it's something that a lot of YouTubers and Instagrammers have done. I am bored and in need of uh, some art projects. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, COVID is raging on. Yes. Uh, we get a Nintendo Direct. The, yeah. the Switch logo pops. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, uh, what, what's his name? Um... Oh, I don't know the new guy's name. I forgot. The uh, John well, Nintendo. The the guy. The, well, the guy who's currently in charge yeah. of uh, of Game Freak yes. comes on, and uh, he says that uh, due to uh, COVID and other budget constraints, uh, anime was not a mistake. 
a a two schmuck podcast from New Jersey is going to be designing a Pokemon game. Oh my gosh! So uh, how how this I I I've structured this in my head mm-hmm. um, is that uh, we'll kind of come up with stuff in the order that it would be revealed to the public. Okay. So obviously this is reveal day, so they're not gonna have anything. Yeah. They're going to have maybe. Uh, a silhouette of me, yeah, <laughs> rejected on the back wall, <laughs> or, or or like weirdly. In this case, we're gonna go with weirdly high res pictures of the two box legendaries okay. and the names. Okay. So, how this will go? Mainly, you will pitch mm. me ideas, mm. and then uh, in the in the interim time, I will draw the things that we discuss. Oh my goodness gracious! And uh, we'll tie it into the podcast, and then I'll I'll come back and deliver. Uh, you know hmm. what? Um, what I've created, and maybe if we need enough of these tangents, uh, this uh, it doesn't have to be a week by week thing. But if we make enough of these tangents, you know, we mm. could turn this into a whole Instagram art project. Interesting. So I think uh, obviously the first thing we get, we need a pair of games. We need the titles. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm thinking we go back to gemstones again. Okay. There's still some more that we need. So I'm getting like a midwestern because you know I love Unova, mm-hmm. but we're gonna take Unova with a slight spin. We're gonna give it that southwestern flair. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of what I'm kind of going for. So Grant will play. That that's my main thing. So maybe topaz. Okay. And what's another like spicy gemstone we could use? Let's see. Topaz. Mm, it's like the yellowish orange one. Well, topaz is yellowish orange, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe we gotta choose a, a, a like different a greenish color. a peridot. They did emerald already. Topaz and peridot. Mm. Uh, or we could do uh, we could actually do lapis lazuli because of the. Isn't that like a, yes. a Midwestern sort of thing? So Topaz and Lapis? Yeah, like okay. that, like that. And we can get our Steven Universe fans out on it. The art writes itself. <laughs> okay. Topaz and Lapis. All right. So, um, I, I, I mean, I will, uh, you know, the, the, these titles come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the internet is very angry. Yes, of course. As always, <laughs> they, they wouldn't they, have it any. If they're not angry, then we did it wrong. They, they do not like that we got this contract. Yes. So. I mean, we're, we're just <laughs> as baffled as you. We put it on the TikTok. We'll be like, hey, kids. Um, but uh, the, the logos come up for Topaz and Lapis. Mm. Um, what are we thinking for the box legendaries? Well, one of them has to be a Thunderbird. Okay. Even though it hasn't been... Or it's been kind of done before, right? They've definitely done Big Bird. Like, I think Braviary too. Yes, but they've never specifically done a Thunderbird. Thunderbird. And then think. I'm thinking we have to do some form of Cryptid. Mm-hmm. So be it like a Jackalope or a... Um, we could do Mothman. We could do yeah, Mothman. Mothman. Mothman works for Lapis. We could do that. We could do that. So that's a good idea coming from that. But I mean, I, I think we can get like that cryptid vibe that people would love. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why can't I come up with cryptids? We have Bigfoot. We have Nessie. I don't know if they've been done before. Has Nessie been done? Yeah, Lapras, Lapras. is Lapras is Nessie. But like, you know the style I want. Yeah. Like, like, just different cryptids all around. We could have Suchinoko, which is actually done sparse, but maybe bigger and better. Well... Give him an evolution. Well, we can we can create more legendaries as we go. Oh, yes, we can okay. create like the in-game. All right, all right. We can even perhaps even say, but like, who do you think would best be the two box legendaries? Well, Mothman and mm-hmm. Thunderbird. Okay, I think the first idea is the best. Let's not overthink this little process like Game Freak often does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so you know uh, the titles come up. 
We get the, we won't reveal the region yet, but we get the vibe that it's going to be southwestern themed. Yes. Um, so Grant will be right at home. Yeah. Um, Topaz and Lapis, and we got a Thunderbird and a Mothman legendary. Mm, love that, love that. And then I, I will, I will report, oh, well, no, mm. I will, I will report back with that, but, uh, generally, what should these two's relationship be? Hmm. If you even want them to have one, we could well, go no, they, simpler, they should. like, they should, like, what's their defining thing? They could do, like, mm, they already did night and day, because mm-hmm. I feel like Thunderbird would be day and then Mothman would be night, right? Uh, Maybe we can think of, like, something... Along those lines. Mm. Well, I don't know if Thunderbird, Thunderbird would be dead, day. because Thunderbird was usually, like, I it think associated with storms. It could be weather. It could be weather. We have weather legendaries, though, don't we? We have the Cloud Trio. Well, the Hoenn Trio is technically... Weather. Rain and drought and mm. air. Uh, we already did... Did we do, like, past and future? We did not yet. That might be on the drawing board somewhere. Things. I'm just thinking of things that we haven't done, because we don't want them to get... St- Hmm. Trying to think. Southwestern. Hmm. We could do. They've had. Have they had nature versus. I know Black and White did this, like, in the theme of the game. Mm -hmm. But have they had nature versus, like, man made as legendaries? I'm going to throw this out. Mm. Past and future would work. Because mm. it's generally accepted that Mothman predicts disasters. Okay. And I think the Thunderbird also is like a symbol of that. Yeah. So, like I, I mean, event, so. if it's not too boring for... I, I think I like past that. and future would work okay. for... Especially future and Mothman, because his whole shtick was... Mm. People thought he caused a bridge collapse. And then we can have he... like a whole Roswell thing. Yeah. With like aliens affecting things in the past. Yeah. Mm. And because it's like the Southwest, it could be a contrast between like culture and like yeah, the, like that's, the, like that's what I'm trying to get. Yeah, like yeah. the existing indigenous culture, yeah. and then like like a uh, conquistadorish type thing. Well, even go further direction, like a like the Grant Faroq, um mm-hmm. like Texas uh, metropolis. De- yeah, like we a could big, do like manifest destiny. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Throw NASA in there somewhere. And have an Oregon Trail Pokemon. Yeah. We could have a Donner Party Pokemon. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I I think this could... I like those ideas. Yeah, Yeah, write them down. I'm sure Game Freak will be uh, listening in real close to this podcast. So... Uh, how this will work is all if you if you leave it to me. All right. Uh, with these themes, these pokes, and these names in mind, mm. I will go and I will design us box legendaries. I like that. And now that I know the basic theme, I'll keep this on the back burner. Yeah. So we can continue growing our little region and such. And there's no li- like eventually we can make the region map. We could we could start spitballing you know mm. starter ideas. All Ooh, this shit. I like that. I figured this would be a good oh, tangent. The for starter ideas uh... already. There's gonna be a snake in a boot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, one of mine. That's the fire one. <laughs> so if you leave if you leave that uh, aspect to to me, mm. uh, I will I will report back with results. I love that. I'll try to I'll tag them under the podcast so we get plugged. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I'll report back my results. And then I get to pull a mommy dearest and say I own fifty one percent of Game Freak. Don't fuck with me, fellas. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I, well, yeah, it, it would be, uh, yeah. But again, the internet is furious. Yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah, no, no doubt. Well, we won't do this justice as two white people, so, but yeah. we'll try our best. Yeah, no, the, I mean, luckily they removed the dislike button on YouTube, so they I, can't downvote the video. Honestly, give and take, yeah. right? There's good things, there's bad things about that, but yeah, yeah. cool idea. Like this. I'll start thinking of, like, region names and yeah. stuff. Google in some stuff. And I, I think it worked. I think, like, sticking to, uh, you know, because we have not had a Southwestern-themed... We had shades of of that architecture in Unova, but we've never we've never gone full bore into... Well, I think, like, maybe we see where Clay's from. Because yeah. I know you like Clay, mm-hmm. the savvy Texan businessman of the ground Pokemon. Yeah. Where did he get a start? Oh, we can have a... There will be blood <laughs> no. reference. No, no, well, no, there could there be... There could be a milkshake... There could be, uh, yeah, no, there could literally be, like, an oiled field oh town. Oh my gosh, I and like that. And we could do a regional variant of Muck, who's, like, an oil a spill. Texas tea. Yeah. Oh, man. So. Mm. I like that. Again, this is not, this is not anime-related. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it would be a fun idea if, uh, you know, it'd be so, something extra for the podcast, and I work better when I have, like... Uh, prompts and parameters. Mm. So if you supply those, then I can, I can build from it. Hmm. So I'm the ideas, but you're the hands of this company, Dan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I will. I will get to work on this. Okie dokie. And uh, it's like, well, and I have several other art projects that I haven't started yet. Mm. But fear is a good motivator. Yes. So that's why yeah. I have this cattle prod, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Just for you. All right. Well, good ideas. Shall we get into today's episode? Yes. So we are watching Ringing Bell, which is a short film, 47 minutes in total, I believe, from 1978. I know that you haven't seen this before, and this makes things good for me. So why this anime? The question that I always ask before I bring new things onto this podcast. So I put down that I always have a soft spot for this film, grew up with it, and it taught me many lessons in life and anime that I still use today. Uh, I needed something feel good to chase away the seasonal depression, as I'm sure we're all there currently feeling its effects now. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of snowy scenes, so perfect for a holiday watch. Think of it as a mix of Rudolph, all of the other reindeer, and the ugly duckling thrown together, Dan. Mm -hmm. So all seminal childhood classics. But strong lessons on kindness and the bonds of family. I know it's odd for us to show a little brief thing at 47 minutes in total, but it's a few days before Christmas, believe it or not. So it's a great way to ease us into this holiday season. So as I said, I'm going to be doing a few films that kind of relate to the holiday seasons. This is the first on the dock for that in my picks how did you first come across oh uh, definitely high school mm-hmm. when i saw this for the first time and i was like oh i get this like it it connects with me it, it's hard to explain but like the designs used in this mm-hmm. stood out for a reason mm-hmm. um you you're gonna see like i mean i i just like it i like little lambs i like <laughs> i like sheep well i know you like it we yeah, do like yeah, sheep yeah, yeah. So. so you know a noble sheep always does me right um it's just a cute story Okay. So, yeah. Um, to visit the drawing board, or as I like to call him this week, uh, the Back to the Barnyard edition. Not to be confused with that Nickelodeon show. Which Back was at like, the Barnyard. <laughs> you know, it was oddly progressive. There's a lot of talk online that Otis is trans. Oh, because of the others. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, and they never, like, really denied that. <laughs> I, it, it would not, it would not surprise, like, it was just... I don't know, it seems like people are discovering, like, yeah. back at the pub, because a lot of people use it for TikTok stuff. Like, yeah. there's a lot of, with the farmer and everything, there's a ton of 
the pig yeah. is always on TikTok. <laughs> so the pig is always on TikTok. <laughs> that's an anime that has experienced a resurgence in recent years because yeah. uh, I don't know TikTokers found it. So yeah. so uh, our drawing board has a little hat on, a stick of straw, <laughs> his straw. He's got the overalls with one loop dangling over his shoulder. <laughs> precariously perched but that's what the drawing board coon looks like today so ringing bell or chirin no suzu um, or as the book is known chirin's bell is a 1978 japanese anime adventure drama feature film adaptation of the storybook of the same name written by takashi yanase the creator of and pan man which i've never heard of i thought maybe dan would i don't know um, I, I don't believe down. so. And but... Panman. Um, it tells the heartwarming story of the young Chirin, a baby lamb experiencing life on the farm. When Chirin gets separated from his mother, he must embark on a thrilling adventure to find a new home where he truly belongs. Okay. Um, it stays closest to the close-ish to the source material, but some changes, obviously, due to the animated medium. Ringing Bell was produced by Hello Kitty Sanrio. Oh, okay. Um, famous, obviously, for, you know, the aforementioned Hello Kitty, and originally shown as a double feature alongside the U.S., in the U.S., um, Sanrio co-production of The Mouse and the Child, His Child, which I haven't seen yet. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the only part um, that I remember from this double feature, and obviously, due to the main character, Chirin's cuteness, the film is more often remembered and doted on by fans in regards to that double billing. Mm-hmm. So it's not a Totoro, Grave of the Fireflies situation. Yeah. Our last double bill. <laughs> I mean, mm. Mm. Uh, the film is among Sanrio's first works to be aimed at young adult audience members in and outside of Japan. It could be partly responsible for laying the groundwork for the huge 90s success of Hello Kitty. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. So just so you know what we're doing. Uh, Ringing Bell has received positive reviews from critics. In Japan, it has been regarded as one of the most revolutionary enemy of the 1970s, along with Galaxy Express 999 and Heidi Girl of the Alps, which always gets mentioned on this podcast because Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Miyazaki was, yeah. yeah. Okay, you know, yeah. we're throwing it back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a classic with tons of lovable characters and whimsy. Also, for a piece of anime from the 1970s, the animation has been praised for its fluidness given the time period that it was made in. And that is all I have for the drawing board so far. It's scant. I had to search the internet for it um, because the physical media for it is quite expensive. Uh-huh. It hasn't had a re release for some reason. I don't know why, but I have found it. I have procured it for us. Okay. So before we go in, Dan, is there any initial thoughts on what you think of the ringing bell i mean i'll have to when i when i sit down to, to watch it like i feel like i've seen like screen grabs from this before mm-hmm. when it's talked about in terms of like anime that is significant like mm-hmm. I, I i feel like it's been mentioned in in like listicles or countdown videos <laughs> listicles <laughs> um of of like of significant anime mm-hmm. so i i i've i've probably seen shots from it before but I've never seen it myself. Um, so, no, I'm excited. This seems like a big, uh, you know, may- maybe maybe lesser known today, but certainly like a big pillar of anime history. Mm. So, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, so start ringing those bells, and I hope you, spelled E-W-E, are excited. Uh, That's a sheep pun, Dan. <laughs> oh! Oh my gosh, that Dan. Was, that was pretty bad. <sighs> Everything on this damn podcast. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you after the jump, audience. <laughs> Shh.
you can actually pinpoint the second that Dan Ryan's heart breaks in three, two, one. Welcome back, audience. Uh, you got me. Uh, mm-hmm. I should have. I should have been aware mm-hmm. um, that one, you would never bring an uplifting Christmas movie to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that listen, that you say was, that now, but my second choice is actually an uplifting <laughs> Christmas movie. I wink at the camera. <laughs> but uh, but no, I I I think that because I kind of forgot what this was, mm-hmm. uh, I would assume that if any listeners knew what was coming, uh, they were cackling all the way uh, that they Through, knew what yeah. I was in for. And as Dan Ryan mentioned, I gave one flub on this podcast. I I brought up the plot to him in passing during one of our. Um, opening segment without naming it without yeah. naming it yeah. but i thought that that was the stick of my craw but i had an elaborate ruse <laughs> plan for dan and you don't know how deep this river ran dan which we'll get to sure but we watched ringing bell mm-hmm. um and what did you think initial thoughts on this well, i thought it was definitely good yeah like it was i, was I, I mean, wendy williams good yeah i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna forget this anytime so it was certainly like because again, I, I wasn't sure where I had seen stuff, but I'm pretty sure yeah. that there was either a Twitter post or a TikTok or something that did the contrast between the young sheep yeah. and old Sheeran, and and I didn't think anything about it. Mm-hmm. Never thought I would have to revisit it, no. and and yet here we are. We got to rip the bandaid off, Dan. <laughs> but but it it stands out. It is it is unique for yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, um, I enjoyed it. When you asked me first, when I saw this first, I couldn't give my real answer. I had to give the fake stage answer, but mm-hmm. this actually traumatized me during high school. Okay. Because I was like, this is my first dark, big anime movie that I watched, and it has, like, that glossy, childlike wonder feel to it. Yeah. But, um, of course, there's a big reveal <laughs> that changes the story and the dynamic of the... And in that regard, it reminded me... A lot of heavy vibes of, like, Land Before Time. Yeah, that was fucked up, too. The first few? First well, like, two, maybe? The the, I, the 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 very first one has, like... The parent death. Yeah, she gets murdered by the T-Rex, yeah. and then, and then like, the entire movie kind of has, like, that overcast... Yeah, that uh, OG Don Bluth goodness. Because that, that's what the second half of this switches into, oh, like... That would have been a good it, double feature. Um... Well, the Land Before Time, uh, Jenny Nicholson. <laughs> I know <laughs> that entire she's fight. already done it, so um, there's no use in doing it here. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's what it that's what it felt the most like like a dark Don Bluth movie. Mm-hmm. Like you know you think you're in for one thing and then you're you're not else. in for that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we'll have more to ask you on that, but the elaborate ruse that I constructed, I mean, I wrote a lot of notes on this. Mm -hmm. I have a second drawing board segment, but first, I just want to share with you all, I created an entire fake plot to this film that if Dan Ryan had read it, I don't think it's on that page, it's on just the normal page called Plot, Uh uh, contained in your notes if you want to read along, but just in case Dan Ryan's (laughs) eyes wandered, I had an extra layer to this. All this to deceive me. Listen, I I wrote a whole plot for a film so i'm gonna share with you now so the plot a young lamb named chirin lives a carefree life with a flock on a farm he's adventurous and prone to getting lost so he wears a bell around his neck so his mother can always find him she warns him he must never venture beyond the farm's fence or else he will be lost and most certainly never found again so notice how i I got rid of the wolf yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. immediate intro of the film. Um, wanting to get his mother a beautiful night mountain flower, 
trademark that some passing ducks tell him about. I don't know why ducks sprang to mind. I was like, they're kind of surreptitious in their way. That could make sense. If you're yeah. setting up like a Christmas shoes movie, then mm-hmm. that would, yeah, 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 he wants to get the flower. Uh, Chirin ventures off to the mountaintop, unaware of a dangerous snowstorm approaching. Chirin becomes lost that night in the storm while his mother weeps over her son. The next morning, back at the farm. After nearly giving up, Chirin meets, and this is where Dan would have got me, Kazu the Morning Dove and Shiki the Crow, who guide Chirin up the mountain after hearing his beautiful bell ring. I could I could believe both of those. Wow. Though. I thought that Kazu would throw you Well, off. okay, but if you spelled it like K-A-Z-U... I could have seen that, and then Shiki, we've met, we've already had a Shiki on the podcast, so that would have made sense. (laughs) Uh, The two tell Chirin that they must be careful not to wake up a giant creature they have heard about. This huge creature sleeps near the top of the mountain where the flowers grow and will eat them if they wake it from its deep sleep. Meanwhile, Chirin's mom has a dream in which she hears Chirin's bells or bell ringing. Uh, filled with hope, she gathers together the other sheep to form a search party for her son. The sheep proceed up the mountain. <laughs> I was like, gotta write this in a Wikipedia-esque style so Dan won't get me. Uh, Chirin, Kazoo, and Shiki make it to the top of the mountain and find a patch of beautiful night mountain flowers. Uh, the group is so excited they don't realize the noise they are making. This noise awakens a frightening black bear, Shoujo, who has been hibernating in a cave. Nearby. Okay, so that a bear and then a bird named Kazoo. I would have, I would have, I would have, uh, yeah. maybe I would have gotten suspicious. Jokes maybe. on you, you can't read. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the other animals flee with Kazoo and Shiki flying off to get help. Chirin is cornered at a cliffside by Shoujo, but he realizes that Shoujo fears the ringing of his bell. <laughs> Uh, Chirin begins to ring his bell, sending Shoujo over the cliffside. Chirin's mom and the other sheep, Kazu and Shiki, show up and are happy, only to see that Shoujo is still hanging on. The bear apologized to everyone, saying he was still a bit groggy from lack of sleep. Chirin convinces everyone to form a chain to save the bear. With mother and son, sheep reunited, everyone but Shoujo heads back towards the mountain. Uh, I wanted to put down, but apparently I was too drunk to remember that word, and I didn't spell check. Uh, Shoujo wants to rest and says, They can all visit in the spring. Back at the farm, all is back to normal, and the hills are alive with the ringing of Chirin's bell. Uh, it's believable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, 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 no then. reason not to. Yeah. No reason to doubt that. Yeah. No. No reason. All right. Well, if you turn to my real notes, yep. <laughs> I have a second segment of the That's drawing board entitled "God, a sheep in wolf's clothing." <laughs> All according to Kikaku, yeah. I know, so this drawing board has sheared or shorn his farmer attire, and now he is a menacing wolf-like sheep. Side note, I am surprised that they've never tried a Pokemon with that. Wooloo and... Dubwool and Wooloo. Well, yeah, no, no, but I mean like a sheep that evolves into a wolf. Uh, like, to reference this. A little I bit know. risque. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people can compare the Wooloo-Dubwool situation. Yeah, with on. the horns, I guess. I guess. Yeah. 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 So, this is the real notes that I kept from Dan's virgin eyes <laughs> the whole time. Uh, Ringing Bell is most notable by fans and critics as a family film, which makes a sharp, sudden turn into a dark and violent story that criticizes and reflects upon the theme of revenge and war. It is also recognized as one of the only Japanese shock films directed towards children and families. Uh, you got me. Ringing I... Bell is Sanrio's first anime film to have a dark plot. Only two films they co produced co-produce with Sunrise, the Ideon, a contact, and the Ideon to be invoked, both of which serve as inclusion for 
Yo Shiyuki's Tomino's Space Runway Dion follows suit, like the above-mentioned Ideon films. Mm-hmm. Uh, though it is not well-known outside Japan, Western critics such as Justin Savakis of Anime News Network praised the dark storyline and artwork and noted that it delivered a sort of quick punch to the face of the innocent. Yes. Which I wanted to deliver to Dan. Yes. <laughs> yes. He'll never trust me again. No. Uh, Savakis also commented that there is almost nothing uplifting about the ringing bell, <laughs> and yet it maintains its sense of adorable while simultaneously destroying our concept of the beauty of nature. One of the most negative comments about the film came from Kamiko Anim- from Anime Network, who stated that the film should not be viewed by young children and could cause emotional trauma. Yep. I would say maybe, but again... A lot of those late 80s, early 90s Don Bluth joints, yeah, I think... do the same thing. I think fucked up a lot yeah, of people. Secret of Nim fucked me up. Yeah. I mean, we have to do a Don Bluth month. We gotta suffer through Rock-A-Doodle-Doo. I, like, like I, I mean, again, I, I don't want to keep going back to Land Before Time, but, no, yeah. but even... They fucked me up, the first few. And then the last few, because they were so dumb. Yeah, I mean, even even those, like, the Rankin-Bass movies that we... <laughs> We, uh, I, because I, I don't know if it's, if it's getting, but the, the little drummer boy thing, mm. like that, that, like I, as a young me was terrified to even, when that one came on, on, I just noped out yeah. from that point on. Cause Interesting. It, 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 it's, uh, it's so, traumatizing. Yeah, I would say, I would say maybe this wouldn't get past censors, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like us Americans are soft, but I was comparing it throughout the film. This is definitely like a Bambi equivalent. Yes. Even some of the animations feel the same style of Bambi, but, you know, Disney stole from anime, anime stole from Disney. Mm-hmm. It's fine. We get that. Yeah. Um, but this would be great double feature with Bambi. One of my favorite Disney films. Uh, no, I, I mean, it definitely, it, it, it goes, again, it goes into a very different theme, but it's it's not like it's any... It's not even, like, a divergence of, of no. Bambi. It's just, like, Bambi with a different purpose. So, yeah. yeah I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Again, I'm not gonna forget this anytime soon. <laughs> it's in both the sense of a vendetta against you... Yeah. ...and the cycle of revenge and misery that will continue, yeah. but, you know, I, I... It's going to stand out, mm-hmm. so... Feel free to twist the knife on me anytime you get the chance. <laughs> well... <laughs> the snake waits. <laughs> snake waits. <laughs> Let's get to the real plot, shall we? Feel free to interrupt me at any time. I want to know specifically when you knew this was going south. Uh, As I read right now. So we begin on a snowy mountain terrain. Uh, Someone is rocking the pan flute in a somber song, and I have to say that the music of this piece slaps, Dan. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of, like, somber moments. And I asked Dan, this is a reference to an anime episode we watched long, long ago. Do you remember? And Dan did not. Well, because it was like... It was like 15 years ago yeah. at this point. But this is a direct reference to the Namine uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena episode where she turns into a cow and is being sold at the pasture for okay. wearing the, the cowbell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. House of Gucci really predated that. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. House of Good Sheep. <laughs> uh, but we hear ringing bells and recalling kindness in the world's sorrow. Where is Chirin's bell now? Ask the lyrics. Um, real cow episode from Ujina Vibes, so I even had that included in the notes. Go me. Chirin, a young, adorable lamb with a bell around his neck, plays with a butterfly in his springtime mountain dream, and it starts off kind of, like, heady, like, the animation 
takes its time coming in, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. It's like a cloud background that Chiron is slowly animated into. But, like you said, very fluid. Yeah. Like, like very, yeah. like, Golden Age Disney fluid mm-hmm. of, of, like, you know... Of, of like cheering flopping around yeah. and bouncing and, and like yeah. interacting with the little drillbur mole that pops up and mm-hmm. everything. So yeah. I have to say some of the faces they put on these sheep though are a little bit scary. Yeah. yeah. Well Not they're, they're like well. human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all these lambs have unique haircuts, so that's, a like, when Chirin plays with the other lambs for a second, we see one has, like, a bowl cut, one's bangs are completely in its eyes. Yeah, I know, and then one has, like, his whole face is, is wool, but then he has, like, a cut, like, a the yeah. human-colored nose, so, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chirin plays with a gopher, uh, Chirin was just born, according to the narrator, that same spring, he's a bit of a klutz, he rolls into a Sonic-style ball. And manages to, you know, come out unscathed on the other end. Which we weren't sure if a sheep could do, but I don't think a sheep could do that, but I'm not a sheep, so I don't know. Chirin's mom watches her son play and warns him to never go beyond the fence. Outside, a wolf named Woe lives. (laughs) Woe! He is always after new sheep to eat. Uh, Wolves eat sheep. So we learn that, and Chirin's like, he won't eat me because our wool makes it hard to eat. Mm-hmm. But uh, the mom knows better, and she asks Chirin to please promise me you'll never go beyond the fence. Chirin is but a carefree child, and they spend some quality time together passing animation with a reprise of mm-hmm. the initial song. Um, late one night, Chirin's mom calls for him. Where could he have gone? She asks the other animals as night falls, and it turns out Chirin was just napping, and his mother scolds him. Initially, at this point during my rewatch, I was like, oh, is something going to happen now in a traumatic mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of moment? But no, they give us a little bit more room to breathe. Uh, we get a stronger connection between Chirin and his mother. Chirin apologizes, and the two embrace. They walk back to the farm. Do, do, do. This moment was when I knew I uh, think this was going to get bad. Why did you feel that, Dan? Because whenever there's a scene where, like, I, I don't know, I don't know how exactly to describe it, but there's in every movie yeah. where a parent dies, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be animals, doesn't have to be just pe- it, it like any any movie where an animal dies or a parent a, animal, a parent <laughs> parent, you know, Figure. dies. Yeah. There is always like a fake out scene where you know they the parent like pulls the child back from danger, and you think that this is the moment where yeah. they're going to be orphaned, but then it's not. But then that's coming, but, like, I I could just oh, tell, coming. like, okay, the mom is not going to be right. Long for this world, Dan. <laughs> like, so, I, that's when I... Dan's I, trope radar picked up on that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, got a, I got a bad feeling about, about this, this. mom, so... <laughs> it, it, it's, he yeah. looked at me, he gave a side eye. Hmm, maybe not. Yeah, and then, you know, yeah. with the next scene, we got you... Doing the 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 fucking uh, <laughs> throw my body on like you. closing the trap door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. But go on. In autumn, one night, all the sheep are woken by the sounds of dogs barking. These are the guard dogs who guard this farm. But we don't see a single human. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's man in these pictures. Like, were you expecting a graphic sheep lamb chop death? Yikes! No, I mean, once "woe" was once mentioned, "woe" was mentioned, I I expected that it would be it would be him. Yeah. But uh, again, how it it would happen was mm. up for debate. But I found out. All so. right, so the wolf "woe" enters the pen and murders some sheep. A children's movie, <laughs> movie for kids. Dan making eyes for Chirin. Chirin's mom dives on top of her son and defends him with her body. She is dead. 
And then at this point, I put I put the question to Dan: Did I lie? Yeah, yes, you did. Well, uh, but, I might have uh, exaggerated the truth a bit, but I, uh, but okay, I got it. Still though, the way that they handle the deaths in this movie is still, I think, a little more. You know what's happening, mm. like like the like it, it's artistically represented. We get like, that graphic like thunderbolts of blood red, going, yeah. Yeah. and like still, I feel like some of the shit that we watched as kids did not, you do know, that. they they didn't do it as in an artsy manner as mm. that. Like they, like even even the the deaths that happen later on, they're always obscured by shadow and yeah. rain and lighting tricks. So, uh, you know, again, I, I don't know if this would be, like, a hard, like, PG-13 or anything. <laughs> An X-rated film. But it's, like, you know, I, I again, I think that it it handles the violence tastefully. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I get that, too. It's tactful. I think, like, as a kid, I mean, I didn't see this when I was a child, but when I was in high school age, it still affected me. But, I mean, that speaks to, like, the American sort of way. We don't really see that in kids' media here. Yeah, yeah. Um, until more recently, and I think that's kind of a good thing, because this teaches you lessons in that innate way. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I also just wanted to, there were definitely, like, Saint Seiya music vibes oh. when the wolf is going through the barn. There's, yeah. like, it's like a Saint Seiya, like, villain track starts yeah. playing. When and I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about this, but Woe's design, I was like, that'll get Dan. It did, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, that'll yeah. snag him. <laughs> And he spoke with the exact voice that I knew he would mm-hmm. eventually. <laughs> yeah, the deeper baritone. Um, but we get this Bambi moment where Chirin is mourning, mourning his dead mom, and then the Kill Bill siren goes off. Uh, Chirin cries, he thinking that his mother is asleep at first, but then considers the cycle of life and refutes the senseless murder of sheep. Yes. You know, a kid's movie, up next on Spongebob. <laughs> uh, he vows revenge against Woe the Wolf and runs to the foreboding mountains. Um, and then I asked Dan, would you do this for me? Yes. Yeah, hmm. I would, I would, assuming you're not the wolf in this scenario. No, I think I'm, I'm both. <laughs> I think <laughs> Grant's more of the wolf type. And I mean, I hate to bring up Grant all this time. We're really hyping up his return to this podcast that we hope happens. It's I mean, still not set in stone. It might be me and Dan doing these rank and bass things, but. I mean, some of the stuff we've, we've, um, we've borderlined on slander, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, I, I mean, he would probably be the tough one living in the mountains. Yeah. You know, he's, if anything, he's the most well-equipped for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've got to mention him. Yeah, I, guess, I guess you're the sheep that gets offed. I don't know. I, I don't like, know. Yeah. I think I'm a lot of players in this role. Maybe I'm the gopher. Maybe I'm the buffalo coming up. I don't know. Uh, but Chirin calls out to Woe, who is hidden in the background. Very cool style. That's very Fantasia-esque. We get, like, Chernabog vibes with him in the, him yeah. in the background. Well, yeah, and this... This is when it switches into, like, that, uh, again, like, that, that land before time, yeah. like, that rocky precipice, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 I don't know, whenever it shows up in any, like, anything, anime, other animated movies, it's always, like, it, it, it serves well to make the audience a little more stressed, because yeah. everything feels barren and, like, dangerous, yeah. so. No, I love it. I put down scary animation, so. Yeah. Good to know. Uh, Woe ignores Chirin at first, and then Chirin falls down a canyon. Yeah. I was like, oh, what if little Chirin's legs would break? Would that really traumatize Dan? <laughs> well, yeah, but... <laughs> mm, it doesn't go that dark, it do, it, yeah, well, I it want goes... to go deeper still. Yeah. Yeah. I want to teach Dan that Maguka is Maduka. Yeah, Chirin's, uh, you know, uh, 
His his suffering is uh, is spiritual, yes. not uh, yes. so. yeah, not physical. Uh, Chirin awakes and finds Woe drinking at this pond, which I was always like, this wolf animation is really good. It is. I and it gives me vibes. I I forget whether there's another wolf. It might be like the Peter and the Wolf Disney thing, but that wolf was a little bit more cartoony. Yeah, Peter and the Wolf. I mean, this is what you're going to use for leverage in our, our dotage, Dan. But Peter and the Wolf always traumatized me. The music, the animation, everything. You can show me that, play that. It always freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. 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 I'm, was, yeah. No, I, I'm just saying. I don't know no, I'm like, trying to think of other wolves. Because de- it definitely reminds me of something, too. But I'm, tr- I'm having trouble yeah. recalling. Mm. I mean, he's got, like, the... He, he gives off big, like, Ronin vibes. Yeah. Like, he, he's he got the eye scar from mm-hmm. a past battle. And the blank pupils. Yeah, he's... And he, he talks like an old samurai mm-hmm. character. Like, he talks like, Your weakness is... Yeah, like, my he, strength. He, like, every, every, like, you know, disillusioned mentor yeah. trope he no, fits. No, I was like, so Dan's it, gonna eat this up. And he's, I did, gonna, yeah. he's gonna love this. I do. Uh, Chirin asked Woe to train him. I said, training montage? Sign Dan up. Yeah, uh, to make a to make him a strong sheep, uh, prime wolf animation. Chirin wants to become a wolf. Woe says that says to Chirin to fan himself up and go home so he can be eaten eventually. And I was like, ooh, that's a little bit traumatic here. Yeah. And it comes up later. Yeah, what that effect that has on Chirin. And I put down nihilism, Dan. It's here. Whee! Yeah. No, it no, it's on full display here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chirin will become a wolf and won't take no as an answer. Uh, Rocky training montage number one with Chirin trying to like become a wolf, be stronger. Uh, Chirin tries scaring some buffalo, who are animated pretty well. I mean, does this take place in America since there are buffalo? I would have to assume. I don't know if there's Japanese buffalo. Well, I was thinking of that the whole time too, whether or not. It, but it's really, I, I, I would assume it would have to be America if there's mm. if there's buffalo. But well, this I can don't... only happen in America. Yeah, or a wolf would train a sheep. Well, yeah, to fight. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I tried to consider that, but I, I feel like it, it, it's just vague enough to be anywhere. But then mm. I guess the buffalo make it America, yeah. but. I don't know. And the buffalo laugh at Chirin and kick him away. He's then sprayed by a skunk. And that's like a very like Pokemon-esque skunk spray yeah. technique that just pushes him away. <laughs> I don't know. And then bullied by gophers, as Dan often is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they like ball him up in dirt and throw him off a cliff. So. <laughs> and he lands at thorns. Yeah, he lands in the briar patch. Yeah. So. Um, useless. Chirin returns to the mountain to drink, as he often does. And Woe meets him there. And then Woe is, like, scoffing at him, but still giving an eye to what Chirin is doing. Um, then Woe fights some scary, like, fox and hound bears. Yeah, and it's, I think it's like a, I think it's like a Kodiak bit, because it has, yeah, like, the, yeah. the, the white markings yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. And that was one of the things where I didn't know if it was Japan or not. Are I know, they in Japan? Well, because I know that there's a, the bear that Ursaring is based on yes. is, like, has, because it has, like, the body markings. Yeah. So I don't know, but I, again, it's like vague enough to. Yeah. It's just nature, so. Um, but this is like fox and hound animation. Like they're directly. I don't know if they're they're probably referencing Disney because they look very similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've watched Fox and Hound recently. One of my favorites. Yeah, not not it, recently. It's but... very traumatic as well. Yes. <laughs> There's a very scary bear in the end. Mm-hmm. That um, 
It doesn't do. We'll have to add. You know, we gotta have a Disney chapter to this podcast and invite Grant on. I feel like he'd have things to say. Yeah. As no. the Disney boy among we'd us. We'd have a lot of picks for that, I think. Yeah, but we'll if be... The, we'll, if the listeners will tolerate it. We'll <laughs> be going on for years, so that'll be down the line when this anime podcast revolves into Disney. Um, but, um... Scary Bears, anime sequence, which is very graphic fight scene where the bear turns into, like, a comedic anime character and then runs away. Um, then Woe Hunson kills a deer. Yes. Very graphic. Um, and then says to Chirin, this is the world we live in, kid. It's either killed or be killed. Uh, Chirin follows Woe as a pupil, sacrificing his sheep manatee. Yes. (laughs) I had that in my notes as well, Dan. Would you sacrifice your sheep manatee? I I suppose if yeah. I if I couldn't be a soft boy anymore then mm. I couldn't like <laughs> uh, but Chirin falls into a river and Woe does nothing to help such is life uh, Chirin arrives later that night unrelenting in his wanting to prove his resolve to Woe seasons pass and Woe agrees to train Chirin uh, Chirin sees a snake murder a bird to get out its eggs well isn't I isn't isn't that after this part Yeah, no scene no it is. Yeah. You you pointed out my flaw, Dan, but we get this graphic scene where Chirin sees a snake try to murder a bird and then it does murder the bird and Chirin wants to protect its baby eggs. Mm-hmm. Chirin fights the snake, scares it off. Yeah, and then realizes, "Oh, I've murdered the babies." Yeah, because in his like rush, he knocked the the, the nest off the, the the ledge that was There's on, blood so. on my hand. There's yolk on my hands. Yeah, and he he like he, he freaks out, understandably. Another moral crisis. Why did the weak always die, Dan? Uh, Woe is watching and tells Chirin this is an important lesson. Someone or something must die so something can live in its place. Uh, you either live or you die. Life is endless battles. So I don't know if a wolf ever approached you in the woods and told you this, but... Uh, not yet. Yeah, this but anime taught me this lesson. We also get Chirin does the callback to, like, I don't want to go... Like I don't want to go back to a pasture and wait to die. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I don't know why lines like that coming from an anime sheep hit <laughs> really me, affect you. Hit me so hard, yeah. but it was like I, I'm not going to go. I don't want to stand around and do nothing and wait for death. And I'm like, yeah. oof, this, oh, rough. this sheep. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I, uh, again, it's, but it's not, it's not like a. It's not. It's a lesson that's taken that I like. I think any age group could hear yeah it's like i don't i don't want to be like i don't want to wait around for something bad to happen like yeah. i want to take initiative so mm-hmm. not 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 a fun lesson but like no. uh a valid one i suppose yeah. i yeah uh Chirin has no teeth or talons he must fight he cries and then woe says let your feelings be the fangs of your heart yes <laughs> uh woe shows Chirin how wolves live I will be stronger than you, and then I will go after you. So this is a bit of tos- toxic masculinity slash fatherhood. Definitely. Going Definitely. on. That this really, like, I was like, oh, this clicks with me here. And it's a trope that's come back a lot. Like, where the... And th- again, this is probably one of the earlier examples, like, where the... You know, like a, like a guy goes to, like, get revenge, and then the guy he's seeking vengeance against yeah. becomes, like, a mentor. Like, I've, I've seen it play out before, but... <laughs> Again, this could have been this could have been the prototype. Yeah. So, uh, training montage, we get Chirin headbutting through fucking trees and the character model shifting. So I have to say, Dan, what did you think of this character, this Pokemon evolution, so to speak? Um, I am not bright. Mm. Uh, 
as I hope our audience knows, I I I I I forget things often. Um, I forgot that sheep can grow horns. Rams, Dan. Rams. Yeah. Uh, so I I. I was like, oh, is something, I'm like, oh, that's right, like, okay. But it's also, like, the devil symbolism. Yeah, and it, it, it's like, okay, what's, what's, because again, at this point, I hadn't, I hadn't pieced together the memory of, like, the, the stupid contrast between Kid Sheeran <laughs> and then the, him when he's looking at his reflection down the line, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, okay, what, what direction are they going to take this? Is he, is he, like, is he going to like train and keep headbutting until he loses his wool and he looks like a mm-hmm. a beast, or is you know? And then I'm like, oh, okay, he's growing horns; those will be his weapons. And I got I, it. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. It makes it, it. It is like even the most like docile animal has a yeah. means of and it's defending like an itself. emaciated wolf-ish figure. Yeah, so it makes sense. I was like, Dan's gonna eat up this character design too and i i had a, a tinfoil hat theory mm, speak sister it, it is it is it is it is purely a tinfoil hat theory because mm-hmm. i don't know um like i i've not looked into this movie i was not on my phone i did not look into anything which i'm glad um so in you know, i think in like japanese and in, in, i think it's like a shared there's versions of it in Japan and in China mm. of uh, of the quillen. Mm. Um, Elaborate. I don't know what that is. It's a it's like a it's a mythological creature that's in like the same tier as like you know the the the, the eastern dragons okay. and like bakus and things yeah, like yeah. that. Like like not necessarily like a yokai, but like a like a, a mythical yeah, entity creature. Um, and it usually looks like a very skinny horse or uh mm-hmm. like a like a like a hooved animal mm-hmm. um i sometimes mixed with like a giraffe because a lot of people think that it was just like people from japan or china saw Tried a giraffe decipher, yeah. and then like couldn't figure out you know like they went back and told stories of it and then that was like the the, the depiction of it but his name is Chirin, mm. and then he he becomes like a skinny you know horned because kieran's have horns you yeah. quinlan's whatever you want to call them okay. have huge horns usually and you know they i think live in mountains they're associated with like thunder and lightning and mm. shit like that so i'm like okay is he like is this a reference a, yeah, you know like is be. he is he imagery wise becoming that mm. and then he descends into legend at the end so yeah. i uh but i don't that's that's tinfoil hat theory for me so i mean interesting as always dan uh, we get some mock fights between Woe and Chirin. Uh, Woe says, you will never win like that, Chirin. Chirin will stop at nothing. This is part when he's, like, still growing his horns. And he does, like, the bouncy thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you were there to see that, but, like, the bouncy thing under Woe. Yeah, you know, he, like, yeah. basketball bounces yeah. underneath his tail. So. I'm like, That's not gonna do anything, Chirin, but this is a wolf's philosophy. Then Chirin grows horns and goes from pure white to gray-black. Symbolism, audience. Um, out of my way, bops. So we get this whole bop that's like, out of my way, I'm training with my toxic dad who killed yeah. my mom. <laughs> yeah. Running through the fields. <laughs> I love that moment. Chirin then takes on wild dogs and bears with ease. I put down amazing character design and animation. I just really like this transformation from like young, innocent Chirin to oh. dark, menacing it's adult w- it's Chirin. It's well done. It yeah. is, you know, it, it, I... 
yeah, character designs, no complaints. Yeah. So. Uh, three years pass, and Chirin is a fearsome ram. Black Philip, who? <laughs> Have to throw that in somewhere. Um, I owe this to you, whoa. I did it to avenge my mother. Now you are my father. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. And his horns are now his fangs. So, yeah. 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 But no, uh, but as you were saying, definitely a toxic, you oh, know. Very toxic, yeah. but at the same time loving, but toxic. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so because you have a theory about Woe that he had a death wish, which I feel too. Yeah, I, that's the vibe I get. Is that he, he wanted was... like one last hurrah? Well, he wanted an on, like again an for... ingenue. Well, no, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that. All right. We... Yeah. So I he says I owe this to you, Woe. Um, I did it to avenge my mother. Now you're my father. And then my favorite line in the whole piece: I decided to go to hell with you. Yes. Yeah. As you do. Uh, we are the only two in this world, Chirin and Woe, known throughout the land as a fearsome pair of demons. Uh, Chirin and Woe return to Chirin's home, and we get the all, uh, Chirin doesn't remember his past life. Go slaughter all those friends and family that you knew once long ago. Yeah, like, like, there are now strong attack dogs guarding this pasture, your old pasture, you know, plow through them, and then kill every sheep in that yeah. barn. Um, Chirin does this, he kills all the dogs in a very graphic manner, and these are, like, the Bambi dogs as well, it's the same, like, I don't know why old animation made dogs seem... I mean, I guess it makes sense in Bambi since they're deer being hunted by the dogs. Mm -hmm. But they do like this black outline of the dogs where you don't see their physical features at all. Yeah. And like, they look truly menacing. Yes. Um, I don't know why I, I always felt against that, but dogs are sometimes the villains in Disney-esque animation movies. Well, that might be why. I feel like if the dog is a main character, they get a detailed model. Yeah. But then yeah. if they, they don't want to show like a guard dog getting you know, hurt or killed, mm -hmm. so they'll just make it a silhouette. Yeah. yeah. A silhouette, as Dick Van Dyke would say in Mary Poppins. <laughs> um, but Chirin arrives after killing all of the uh, guard dogs and enters the barn, realizing that he can't kill because he sees a mother sheep defend her young lamb. Yes. And he that's his, what have I become? Like, I have become monster mm -hmm. thing. Another <laughs> lesson I want to teach you, Dan. Remember this, don't become your own monster. Um... Chirin realizes he can't kill. And this is, like, very graphic. Like, this is traumatic. Is. I, I don't know how to describe it otherwise. He's, his pupils become dilated. We see some humanity in Chirin that we haven't seen in the past few minutes. Yeah, no, he literally has, like, the, uh, the, the like, the BSOD, like, like, his pupils go thin. And he's mm -hmm. like, oh, my, like, like yeah. I've, <laughs> you know. It's, it's good. It's well yeah. done. And Woe steps in to finish the job, uh, saying that Chirin needs to learn one final lesson. Chirin blocks him off. I like how Woe just plows through Chirin, like, unflinching. Mm -hmm. Like, just walking until Chirin realizes, like, oh, I have to stop you. And then there's this very graphic fight between the two where the sheep watch from the uh, farmhouse or mm -hmm. barnyard, wherever they are. And then Chirin winds up stabbing Whoa. Woe through the heart. Yeah. And and Woe was like, you know, I knew I would die a miserable death, yeah. but I'm glad that it was, like, by your hand. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's that's why I assumed he was, like, seeking, like, he, his, the only way he could go out as a lone wolf would be something like... Murdered he, by his own protege. And he wanted an honorable death, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So. Uh, Chirin does say, this is for my mother. We get the sick bass lick. <laughs> it's yeah. like, damn it! Um, you're gonna kill. Chirin stabs and murders. Whoa! Come on, toxic masculinity. <laughs> uh, Woe is proud at what Chirin has become. And then a young lamb lamb approaches Chirin. 
He is no longer accepted as a sheep, despite his golden bell that he wears around his neck and constantly rings. Well, and, like, it, it was a recurring thing when he was fighting the attack dogs and when he was fighting Woe, that, like, it was the, the, the sheep watching from the barn with all the rain and the lightning couldn't tell who was who, mm -hmm. so he's become indistinguishable from yeah. a wolf. And this <laughs> is a pun I've worked on for weeks. He's just some baddie that <laughs> you used to know. I, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's my masterwork there. That's my work. Sondheim would be proud at that joke. <laughs> I know he would, wherever he is. Some baddie <laughs> that you, spelled E-W-E, used to know. Come on, Dan. I, I, I don't know. why. I, I, I don't hear you used that often. I don't. <laughs> you don't get good sheep humor where I you're I don't from. get good sheep humor. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have a lot of sheep content, so mm. I just don't. Alright, so Chirin seeks solace in the mountains because he's not accepted by his own kind uh, and reflects on his life choices. He then sees, like, the anime Ghost of Woe. Mm -hmm. You know, the past trauma. It's like, Dan's gonna eat this up with a silver spoon as well. Yes. He loves when a, a mentor's referenced in a pond somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Um, and then a memory, perhaps. The snow falls, Chirin asks forgiveness from Woe, not a sheep nor a wolf, and the narrator tells us that Chirin was never seen again, just a story or a legend passed around by sheep kind, and over the credits, the sheep consider the mountain. So, you know, does is Chirin still alive somewhere out there? Does his memory exist in our hearts, or did he die a sad, soulless death? You know? I mean, I don't know. But the music slaps. Yeah? Yeah. And good, good film. Yeah. Good, like... Good 40-minute episode that we turned into an hour and one minute. Good reflection on the nature of violence and, you know, again, toxic masculinity and yeah, no. where, where this leads. Like, I think there's a... um, Oh, he says, like, you showed me how a wolf lived and you showed me how the strong die. Mm. So it's like... If you, you live by the sword, die by, by the sword. sword. You, yeah. you, 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 this, if this is how you go live about your life... Live by the wool, die by the wool, Dan. Yeah. yeah. If you if you go through life focusing on violence and things like that, then that's what you'll be left with. Yeah. I, again, it's a powerful message. <laughs> and I one that I don't think would be indigestible by younger viewers. <laughs> I mean, again... This would be a, a fucked up experience, but, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with Dan. I think it's very good character design as well. Uh, the music slaps, as I said. I think it was great twisting the knife in Dan's heart, as I often want to do. Mm -hmm. So feel free to add this to your list if you want friends to traumatize. Mm -hmm. Just for a brief moment or two, and then bring it back to the, <laughs> the gallantry that we often do at this podcast. Mm -hmm. I just wanted my moment, Dan. I yes. wanted it, and I stole it. I took it. <laughs> I took the opportunity. But uh, do we have a tasting time? What would you recommend with this? I know we bring up tasting time once in a while. But usually when we watch works that affect us in some way, what would you recommend to our audience who like this in the same style, Dan? Uh, a recommendation based on this? I, like, I, or around or... this, similar things. I would say, like, I recommend Bambi, if you haven't seen that as an adult, maybe. Okay. Um, I'm... There's, like, typical tropes in anime. We can think of, like, a father figure. Yeah, no, I want. that's what I'm trying to think of. Like, mm. movies and, and uh, anime where you have this kind of, like... It's very gives me, like, kung fu films as well, too. Yes, yeah. That That is... I would recommend Kill Bill. 
got a similar situation going on there with Bill as the father and lover figure. Yeah, there's I training like, Beatrice to kill. A lot of shonen stuff. Um, I like I think it of things like I don't know, like Hunter Hunter mm. focuses on My like, Hero Academia, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like w- what the end result of focusing on like mm-hmm. violent and turning yourself into a weapon kind of lead you. Yeah. Um, I know there's there's more that I'm I'm trying to think of. Uh, I mean, there's definitely been like this mentor-student relationship, and like where like the uh, the we mentors just saw it in G Gundam. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Master Asia is an asshole, but he's the father figure, and mm-hmm. he's yeah. Is that what is that what made you think of it? Or no, I can't say it is. But okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I can think off my cuff, Dan. Yes, it it does exist there with Master Asia going Domon, do evil. Domon, yeah. So uh, yeah, I. I I I mean, I, I would say to recommend this movie in terms of, like, classic anime, like, if you want a little bit of anime yeah. history, yeah. You, you check this one out, because I, I, it, it's up there, cult classic-wise. And show um, the kids. Yeah, definitely show the kids. Yeah, keep their eyes open. To um, I, it's on, like, the tip of my tongue, mm-hmm. the, the, like, this exact... Set up with like a student and like an abusive asshole mentor who's like Yu Yu Hakusho in a lesser way. We, yeah, no, we, we like her more. Yeah, the, well, yeah, the old lady starts out as yeah. like a complete. She she's definitely mean. Yeah, we're gonna um, gamble instead of train, but yeah, I'm trying to think for you, Dan, but I don't know what you live. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll come back to it. We'll, we'll come, come back, back to, it to it if it if it hits me. Yeah, think about that in your. You know, dwell on that one. Yeah, dwell on that, Dan. Well, we finished another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm sorry for putting you through that. No, not at all. It yeah. was good. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry for lying to you. <laughs> not it was the a necessary, first time, necessary. Not the last time I'll do it either. And I'll encourage you to lie to me on this podcast sometimes. It was a necessary. But I don't think you'll stump me. I don't think you have it in you. I think the deception created an extra impact. Yeah. So yeah. I, I tried my best and gosh darn it, I did it, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we go, is there anywhere that an audience can find us on social media? Oh, Saint Seiya. Saint Seiya. Saints, we have not gotten to the part yet where they go into detail about that shit, mm-hmm. but Saint Seiya was like, we're going to turn people into the most violent, yeah. masculine people that we can, and for what, we'll see, but yeah, that's... Okay, one of the things that I was thinking of. All right, it's always um, Saint Seiya. But uh, the audience can find me at King underscore Danis on Instagram, as well as our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast account and our Facebook page. Where you'll be posting Pokemon redesigns. Yes. I'm sure. I'm waiting on bated breath. <laughs> Uh, you can find me, Jonathan Grakowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter, also Losing My Mind JK on the TikTok. Mm-hmm. Always. Looking for some fans on TikTok. You can follow my other podcast, including Nightcaps at the Theater, where me and my friends, not including Dan, Dan's on one episode, get a little drizzy drunk and watch some movies coming at you, maybe eventually sometime down the line. Always keeping that prospect clear. And you can follow my other podcast, Up and Coming at the New Year. Mm-hmm. Drink and Read JK, or Drink and Read, is back for another season. Okay. Uh-huh. 
And uh, if you're looking at our Instagram, got a little little tease for you over there. So I don't know what it could be, even though we'd revealed outright what it is on a previous yes. episode. <laughs> but um, I'm guaranteeing you more content coming at you soon. Yes. Yeah. Well, Dan, what are you subjecting to me next week? Are you traumatizing me or not? No, I'm not going to traumatize you because uh, mm. I think um, we are going to be returning to G Gundam. Yay! Um, because uh, I think we will actually arrive at a good um, cliffhanger point mm-hmm. for for after Christmas, after Christmas fe- festivities. Um, we will be skipping the mermaid episode that we. God. Damn it! But the episode immediately following that is the one featuring Ribbon Gundam. Yes. Uh, who is not of... she? I think she is actually from Neo-Sweden, not yeah, Neo-Poland. Yeah, I looked Poland. it up. Normal Gundam is from Poland, I think. Yeah, so uh, mm. it's a sad loss, but she is a Sailor Moon reference everything so right. we'll still get I'll that in there it. i'll get my ingmar bergman vibes and uh and we'll get some tidbits about who those mysterious four beasts are <gasps> uh not a sheep among them but mm. we hope you'll join us mm. yes <laughs> i would insert a sheep pun here but I <laughs> yeah i'll ram it into you i don't want to i don't know i'm a scapegoat Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.